0: Welcome to the Cairo Radio Rundown, the podcast where we collect all the hosts' takes on the biggest stories of the day and force them to compete involuntarily, I might say. There are no winners or losers except for the ones you decide in your own head. I'm Jake Rummel by day, I'm the producer of the Tom and Curly Show, and by night, your tour guide on the safari that is the Cairo Radio political landscape. We had two debates this week, the vice presidential and the gubernatorial, and a lot of ground to cover, so I'll get right into it. We will start with a VP debate. Here's Gian Ursula on from 9 a.m. to noon, offering their grades for Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris.
1: How do you grade them?
0: I I give I give
1: Kamala uh,
0: an A minus.
2: I give I give Vice President Pence. I'll I'll give him I'll give him a B. I think it is really hard to be connected to the President of the United States and sit there and have to debate and argue these facts. And I think it is tough. But I still give him, Ursula, I still give him a B. What, what do you okay, give Okay, so because I'm going to give, I I'm right.
1: going to go higher for Mike Pence. I'm going to give him a B plus. And I think he did everything that he could given that he has a, you know, kind of a, I want to say poop sandwich to deal with right now. But but the th- things are as bad as they can get. And I think he did as well as he could. Um, so I give him a B plus. I only knock him down because he didn't answer many of the questions. So so many times he just flat out didn't even answer what was asked. So that was annoying. That's why that's the only reason I don't give him the same grade as uh, Kamala Harris. I give her an A minus. I think she played it safe. I think she could have gone after him even more on COVID because of the White House outbreak. But I also think that that she looked formidable. I think that she... She had more to lose.
0: John Curley, on with Tom Tangney for your afternoon drive, found watching the debate frustrating because he felt like the candidates were answering questions, but they weren't the ones being directed to them by the moderator. Let's talk about the big one that happened, the VP one,
3: where, of course, uh, nobody answered any questions. So I don't know whether they could hear Susan Page. Maybe that was the problem. (laughs) Page, who's a columnist for the USA Today, she was within earshot of them, perhaps as the plexiglass, because it seemed like, she would ask a question and then... It seemed like maybe she needed her voice to go up more at the end, like, hey, w- would you like some cream in your coffee? Because <laughs> they, they did not answer one question. And I found That's it unbelievably funny. frustrating the entire time. So I've got the COVID response. I got a bunch. You want to, I got vaccines. I got your court pack, and I got
4: your frack, and I got your
3: taxes. Okay, listen, before we play these, the clips, which one just do you your- like? Just
4: uh, before we play the clips, just your overall take. You were just you found it a frustrating experience because they didn't answer any of the questions. Okay, so to me, that's what it would be like. It would would be like if
3: if uh, you know they ask a question on Family Feud. Uh, So Jacob, if you can do this, uh, do a Family Feud (laughs) question and then do a Pence answer. Try that.
4: If you were fixing a girl up on a blind date with Dracula, name something positive you might say about him.
5: I I started. Following the news when I was very young.
4: <laughs>
3: All right,, is that, th- that entertaining to with watch Harris. That debate Harris. <laughs> try, try that with Harris. Have Harris do one of a family feud. Here we go.:
4: We asked 100 married women. Some days I'd be willing to trade my man for a really good what?
1: One of the reasons that Joe decided to run for president is after Charlottesville, which we talked about earlier. Um, it so troubled him and upset him like it did all of us.
5: Show me
1: Charlottesville! (laughs) (laughs) Ah!
4: (laughs) Not as funny.
3: (laughs) The disconnect, the disconnect uh, between the questions being asked and then the answers being given, I don't think anybody was served well.
0: Dave Ross of Seattle's Morning News seemed to feel kind of similarly, at least based on his commentary today.
5: Not only did the vice presidential candidates keep their distance from each other last night, with the help of some discreet plexiglass, they also kept their distance from several pretty important questions.
1: If Roe v. Wade is overturned, would you want your home state to ban all abortions?
5: Vice President Pence's answer was to continue answering The previous question. Qasem Soleimani, the Iranian general, was responsible for the death of hundreds. Then he talked about Judge Amy Coney Barrett's Catholic faith. When the hearing takes place.
1: Thank you, Vice President Pence.
5: That Judge Amy Coney Barrett will be respected. Thank you, Vice President. Darn that clock. But wait a minute. He had a question of his own. Are you and Joe Biden going to pack the court if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed? Clear question, but a little too contagious for Senator Harris, who quickly moved away from it by instead talking about the president's appointments To the lower courts. And do
1: you know that of the 50 people President Trump appointed to the Court of Appeals for Lifetime appointments, not one is black? But
5: I have no doubt that's true. But once again, it leaves the overall impression that politicians are people who can hear but don't listen. Or maybe that plexiglass was a lot thicker than it looked.
0: G and Ursula both graded Harris higher than Pence, but they also agreed that Harris missed some opportunities. Here's Ursula speculating as to why that might be.
1: She was clearly told to take the high road because I think that there were a couple of areas where she could have gone hard and she did not. And you could see just in in her smile throughout. I think that there's a different expectation. I hate to say it, but there's a different expectation for women when you're when you're up there on stage mm-hmm. and she was trying to not look so hardcore, which may have hurt her when she was running for president. She was playing it very safe.
0: Dory wasn't too interested in the VP debate, but he was all in on the Culp-Insley matchup. He was particularly bothered by one specific question Insley got about his awareness of the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, also known as the CHAZ. I think at that point, though, it actually would have been known as the CHOP. Uh, here's the clip from the debate.
1: Nearly two days after demonstrators took over an area outside the Seattle Police Department's East Precinct, dubbing it an autonomous zone, you claimed not to know about it. Despite it being the subject of nonstop local and national news coverage, despite it trending nationwide on Twitter, what should voters make of the fact that you were apparently oblivious to police abandoning an entire precinct in the state's largest city? You have one minute, 15 seconds. Yeah,
2: well, listen, if you look at the facts of that situation, I could not have been oblivious to it because I actually deployed the Washington State National Guard.
1: Sir, then why do you you say you did
2: not know about it? You'll have to go back and and look at some quote. I can't comment on the quote right now, but I can tell you that what we did was is to respond when cities, and the cities, of course, are the ones responsible for their initial security, and we support the cities. So if I made a misstatement, uh, I made a misstatement, but clearly I
0: did. That's why we sent troops. And here's Dory's subsequent fury.
2: It was a misstatement,
4: No, it was a blatant lie. He said, here, listen, here's his misstatement. I'd like to ask you about
0: so what's going on in Seattle. There's this uh, thing called the Capitol Little Autonomous Zone. What's your thought on that? the fact that the protesters have taken that over and not allowing people to come and go freely? And I know, regarding the
2: Well, that's news to me, so I'll have to reserve any comment about it. I, I, have, not, I have not heard anything about that.
4: That's a misstatement. No, that's a blatant lie. And he said last night, yeah, I knew all about it, and I was being briefed on it, and I sent in the National Guard, but that alone shows you... The lying is just non-stop.
0: I'll give Tom Tang a quick chance to try to defend Inslee here. To mm-hmm. be
4: fair, fair to Inslee, I don't know if his people listen to right-wing uh, radio talk radio, but I mean, that, that became this big, oh, he doesn't know about it. When Brandy Cruz says nearly two days, does that mean one day? He says nearly two days after. And I remember this was in the heat of the COVID stuff. And it was at the very end of you know all of these questions after he took for like an hour or something. And somebody asked him about it. And he says, well, I don't really know anything about it. He it was just sort of like uh, end of uh, press conference kind of comment. And there's a what do you mean you don't yeah. know anything about it? I, I think yeah. we're making more of it than uh, needs be. But uh, at least it, it was uh, aired one more time against it. Uh,
3: good cover Inslee. for him tom i'll say that he was well aware of it he didn't want to talk about it and then he said you know i, I i'm not going to get involved in what's happening in these cities that
0: these cities run their own that, that that's a decision that they make on their own then there's g scott he gave insley the win but still found Inslee annoying i i think that governor Jay
2: Inslee won but i want to be clear about something um listening to governor j Inslee uh debate and talk I don't know. It just bothers me. It's, uh, he just, uh, there's just something about it. And I was, when I was watching the debate last night with governor uh, Jay Inslee and chief cult, I was thinking to myself and I was tweeting all night last night and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? This is actually a time that I really would have wished that the Republican party would have had a really a decent candidate, right? I, someone that I, I can, you know, oh, okay, you know what? That's, those are some good points. I just, my question is this, is this really the best that the Republican Party can come up with, with Chief Culp? This isn't even funny at all.
0: Gee's take was quite a bit different than John Curley's, not, not a big surprise there, uh, but there's one clip that John got very, very enthusiastic about. What you'll hear here is that clip followed uh, immediately by John describing his reaction to it.
2: I'm not running to be the leader of your business. I'm not running to be the leader of you. You are. The citizens will be the leaders of yourself, your family, and your business. I will be the governor that understands the servant role of the governor. And I will run the executive branch of the state government, and you will run your business and your life. That's the way it should be. That's the way a public servant should act.
3: And at that point... I stood up and cheered at the brick in Cleelum, Tom.
4: Yeah, I'm sure you did.
0: We're going to end the show today with another one of our montages. If you've been listening very long, you might know I like putting music underneath, and I thought it'd be appropriate to go with the official anthem for the state of Washington, which before today I did not know existed.
1: grade their debate performance I would say I actually gave Culp a higher grade I would say a B or B plus, and I say Inslee gets a B minus.
2: Ursula why are you so nice this morning I thought I thought Culp was a D and I thought that uh Governor Jay Inslee was a C. Washington,
3: my Lord. I'm all in he's not gonna win but at least he seemed to be well-versed.
4: You seemed a little nervous at the beginning. Jay Inslee seemed completely disinterested. Uh, This is your first time on a stage like this while running for governor. Uh, Were there some nerves at the very beginning?
2: Oh, absolutely, Dory. I'm, you know, I'm not a politician. I haven't been doing this for decades, and... This is the first debate that I have ever been involved in. First ever, not even in, in school.
5: I think if he had a thicker resume, he should run for legislature and then come, come back in, you know, five years or so, six years and try it.
3: I thought everybody did a good job. I like the fact that both candidates are respectful of the time and it, mm-hmm. it, it, at least we got a chance to hear them answer questions, which we didn't get an yes. hour earlier or a half hour earlier. At least Ed they speak. did try to answer the questions.
4: Washington,
0: song Washington my home was composed by Helen Davis and set to music by Stuart Churchill so that's the Cairo radio rundown for October 8th 2020 once again I'm Jake Rummel you can now find the rundown on all podcasting platforms so please subscribe if you like my own dad aren't sure how to subscribe to the rundown come find me on twitter at Jake Rummel I will personally walk you through it you don't always have time to listen to every Cairo radio show but you'll always have time for the Cairo radio rundown see you on Tuesday